points. Probably the most damage that anyone can do with one of them would be uh, handing the, someone the uh, fiberglass bow and telling them to try to draw it while I hide in another room. <laughs> Spark Podcast, an episode-by-episode recap of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. I'm Els. And I'm Spex. And today we're going to be talking about episode number 56, The Key to Vector Sigma, Part 2. Let's talk about giant robots today, shall we? Yep. And welcome to our first episode in the new year! Hi, how you doing? (laughs) It's been a year already. (laughs) It's been so long. It feels like it's been a year and it's only... A month. <laughs> I'm like, it's February, Specs. It's a February. <laughs> oh, or nearly Gosh. February in our case. It'll be February when this goes up. So last time on the Transformers, it was the Decepticon baby boom. And now it's the Autobots turn. It's time for the bouncing baby jets, guys. Uh, so they take these very old, absolutely ginormous shuttles and convert them into Earth-style jets. Which is honestly surprising that they got Earth-style jets out of these Cybertronian shuttles. I mean, where did they get the plans? How long did this take? Um, how did, did they have these tools with them? I mean, I think they had I Ratchet mean, and Wheeljack. But, yeah, they, they uh, did. They totally had Ratchet and Wheeljack, and I think that's the only reason this worked at all, to be honest with you. It's like, geez, guys, you were on a time crunch, <laughs> and you still did this. And also, uh, did Alpha try and just have bins of paint? hanging around somewhere because these were not the colors that these shuttles were before he's a very fancy man he likes his very fancy paint so i'm gonna go with yes possibly maybe well i mean he had a bunch of stuff in that room that he got ambushed in so yeah he had some (laughs) fancy paint hoarded somewhere uh wheeljack helpfully reminds us that megatron has the key to vector sigma so they can't get their bouncing baby jet some personalities quite yet <laughs> uh alpha Trion says uh no uh, megatron stole a key not the key i i suppose how the specifics of that there isn't a, like a singular key is helpful but uh wheeljack is not happy about having to retrieve another key which, I mean, I wouldn't be either, but Alpha Trion's like, no, bro, I got this. As it turns out that Alpha Trion is so old that he is literally a first-generation Transformer, which will allow him to basically interface with Vector Sigma. (sighs) I guess everyone else is so new they don't have the correct ports anymore. Or something, jeez. And uh, by hookup, we mean merge with, so he can reactivate it. Uh, <laughs> this does not explain why Vector Sigma's got a pretty sexy lady voice in Beast Machines, though. It also brings up some questions about what they're going to do with that body. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha Trion's dead body! Except his personality is somewhere in here. Can they just go and talk to him and get more babies whenever? Or was this a one-time <laughs> only deal? Let, let, let's go down to Vector Sigma. I'm just going to ask Dad for five more babies. You guys cool with that? <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> so Optimus protests this, but Alpha Trion's like, I'm your dad, and you need those jets, and I want some grandchildren. <laughs> Obviously. So Vector Sigma reactivates and Optimus requests the jets be given personalities. Optimus then christens those jets the Aerial Bots. 
in the most unsubtle way possible. Blaster greets them with a an appropriately happy, what's happening, dudes? Uh, their leader is Silverbolt, who turns into a Concord SST jetliner. He says he used to be a courier ship, and I want to know how he knows this. Surprise. <laughs> These, uh, you know, not people have been sentient the entire time. <laughs> oh, that just brings up more issues. So many ethics problems in Transformers. <laughs> you know, so there weren't enough already. <laughs> The next aerial bot is Air Raid, who turns into an F-15 Eagle. Then Fireflight, Skydive, and Slingshot, who turn into an F-4 Phantom II, an F-16 Falcon fighter jet, and a Sea Harrier jump jet, respectively. Slingshot seems to have a very high opinion of himself in this introduction, leading me to believe that he and Powerglide will not get along. <laughs> or... Honestly, a lot of people. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. Oh god, I'm imagining him running into Braun. Or Tracks. Yeah. Or Sunstreak. <laughs> he also seems to know that he used to be a speed shuttle in his previous life. I mean, what do speed shuttles do? Are they some sort of racing thing? Maybe he was like, you know, the priority mail ship or something. Maybe. Yeah. Vector Sigma starts talking in Alpha Trion's voice and warns that the key Megatron took could spell doom for Earth, but is unable to elaborate on why. For plot reasons. I mean, has Alpha Trion even been to Earth? Does he have any frame of reference for any of this? Is this just experience from seeing video of what the Quintessens did with the key on organic worlds? Possible, I guess. I don't know. And now, with the Decepticons and a surprise Silverbolt. Ha! Oh, so many changes for that baby. Shockwave has evidently been spying on the Autobots and calls up Megatron to give him a heads up on the Autobot jets, and also that the key to Vector Sigma contains a great power. On Cybertron, the Autobots are making their way back to Omega Supreme, hoping that Shockwave hasn't gotten to him first. Why didn't they leave someone with him to watch out? I mean, to be fair, they were pretty badly outnumbered, so that might have been why. <laughs> that's true, that's true. The aerial bots fly into action, taking out a bunch of Shockwave's drones. And then Silverbolt picks up the other terrestrial Transformers like he's the world's weirdest tandem jet. <laughs> like a tandem bike, but a plane. <laughs> it's so silly looking. And then they all fly into Omega Supreme and head back to Earth. However, once they arrive back on Earth, they bail out of Omega Supreme, who explodes. Did he die? Did Omega Supreme just die on camera? Is Did they just ride him out? <laughs> no. Uh, we do see Ratchet working on him in the next scene, but I would like to know, why did he explode? Evidently, he was shot while they were escaping from Cybertron, but this wasn't shown as clearly as it could have been. So, like, I actually had to go back and rewatch this part because I seriously was like, why did he explode? I didn't know why he exploded. It, like, so they're flying off Cybertron and the camera, like, slowly zooms in on a part of Omega Supreme that evidently is supposed to be a gunshot. But it's both not very big, so it does not look like something that should have maybe, you know, caused him to literally almost die. Um, and also wasn't really sparking or anything, so I think... Initially, I was like, is that the door they flew into him with using? I, like, it was just, it was not shown clearly, and then he nearly died, and it's like, what the fuck is happening? He's only nearly dead. It's like that bit in Monty Python where it's like, bring out your dead, and I'm not dead yet. <laughs> oh, 
or you know princess bride he's only nearly dead mm-hmm. <laughs> and that means partially alive <laughs> oh god he's stuck in the danny phantom thing. <laughs> apparently but the autobots were basically able to save his brain <laughs> yep ratchet says that omega is on life support and unfortunately you can't support him for long enough to get him fixed Optimus tells him to give it all he's got, though. He's the best tool and die man on Cybertron. He can, he's got this. He's got this. The Autobots arrive at the military base the Decepticons terrorized at the end of the last episode and are shot at by tanks. The Aerobots complain about having to protect stupid humans, which, I mean, fair. <laughs> they're, they're babies and this is their first introduction to humanity. Which was so. not good. Yeah. Last... What, like, the other guys, like, at least got introduced to, like, Spike and Sparkplug, who were at least nice to them, so that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When being shot at is your first introduction to things, it kind of sours you Yeah, it's them. kind of like, oh no, fuck these aliens. <laughs> yeah. Blaster opens up his chest compartment, revealing that the inside part of his chest door is a monitor, or quite possibly a touchscreen. <laughs> we're not really sure. He warns the rest of the group that there are cons approaching at 300 miles per hour on the ground. Ironhide hops on dead end and hangs on to his roof. Because all the Stuntacons basically show up and surround the Autobots and, you know, a fight ensues as it normally does. Um, but dead end eventually throws Ironhide off by running into a rock. <laughs> Big rock. And Ironhide's rodeo days are now over. Blaster attempts to take on Wild Rider by creating a fissure into the ground with sound waves, but uh, Wild Rider just jumps over it. Unfortunately, they got the stunt, the stunt cars. <laughs> yes. Military guys realized that they had been attacked by Decepticons before. Ironhide practices some ventriloquism with Blaster, uh, with Ironhide's dialogue coming out of Blaster's mouth. God, this happens so often. <laughs> Or people's mouths just move and they're not talking. Yeah, why do you pick one? Yeah. Ironhide can do so, so many things. I mean, why not ventriloquism? <laughs> God, he's the... The Swiss Af- Army knife. <laughs> well, yes, I was going to say, after Sparkplug, he's the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> Ironhide and Sparkplug, the most interesting people in the world. <laughs> just imagine them with some... Just imagine them being involved in that ad campaign. They've both got fake cigars and smoking jackets. <laughs> It's so dumb, but also so silly. So the aerial bots enter the fray against the Stenticons, and then a fight between cars and jets ensue. Also, oh. proving that the Autobots made the jets way too tiny, by the way, um, because they're basically car-sized, and I cannot convey how funny this fight is, as the jets are just smashing into cars. Well, I mean, realistically... None of these characters are the right sizes for their alt modes. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But I feel like it is more obvious with the jets because jets are so so much bigger. I know. I keep thinking about how the Decepticons mostly had the Seekers for forever, and planes are fucking huge. Yeah, like Starscream should have probably been a lot bigger too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Motormaster pulls off a move that can only be described as reverse jet judo, landing on Slingshot and then punching him repeatedly. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is jet judo. It's just being done by the Decepticons. So. Which is why it's reverse. <laughs> uh, Slingshot yells for Silverbolt to help, but Silverbolt is revealed to be terrified of heights. Even though he's a plane! Blades did this better, um, or at least he was definitely much more adorable while doing so. <laughs> That was a much better written show, though. 
Isn't I think that hilarious? <laughs> well, I think a lot more care went into it, considering it's now in a 30-year-old franchise that people definitely care about, whereas this was basically, let's sell toys! Yes. Children, don't you want toys? <laughs> Remember the toys. <laughs> but again, that is still super silly, but yeah. Thankfully, Fireflight is able to fly by and knock Motormaster off. Megatron orders the Stunticons back to base. Slingshot decides to be a dick to Silverbolt and then to Ironhide as well. But I mean, when is Slingshot not being a dick? I mean, at this point, he's busy having so many establishing character moments <laughs> being a dick. Back at the arc, Ratchet's still hard at work trying to put Omega Supreme back together. Optimus pulls Silverbolt aside and talks to him about his fear of heights. Optimus's problem-solving skills need some work because he fixes this. By making Silverbolt the aerial bot's commander. So look at him, Optimus. You've taken a perfectly good baby jet and given him even more anxiety. He already had anxiety. You're just making it worse, Optimus. <laughs> Significantly worse, probably. <laughs> you should maybe get him a therapist. You guys need a therapist. They need many therapists. Yeah, I mean, like, it's honestly kind of a shock to me that Rome didn't exist until IDW. <laughs> I mean, honestly, now I'm trying to imagine which of the existing Autobots would count as a therapist, and I think it's probably Smokescreen. <laughs> I mean, that could be funny, but um, I don't think he should be a therapist because of his gambling addiction. Yeah. His crippling gambling addiction that caused him to gamble away his friends, may I add. <laughs> yeah. like, it's not just a gambling problem, it is a gambling problem with a body count having not gotten help. Yeah. It's just, at least I'm pretty sure I've seen someone write him as either attempting to do therapy or that, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know who would pick out the Autobots. I feel like I'm a want to go Ratchet, even though he definitely does not need more work to do, mostly because the idea of Ratchet being a therapist is incredibly funny to me. I'm kind of imagining Wheeljack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least he's like, you know, a pretty jovial, good-natured guy. I could see that working a lot better. Yeah. Oh god, cup. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, kid, <laughs> drink two kegs of oil and call me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so the aerial bots are further introduced to humanity via soap operas. <laughs> <laughs> Which they then insult humanity, the Autobots, and Omega Supreme before storming out of the Ark, slingshot at the head of the group. <laughs> Uh, so, Silverbolt has been left behind during the storming out, and he promises to do something about this, this. <laughs> and follows after the others. Elsewhere, Soundwave and Megatron are examining the key to Vector Sigma, trying to figure out what the heck Alpha Trion was talking about. <laughs> Soundwave picks up the key and then promptly trips over a large tree root and falls on his face, thereby dropping the key. The ground the key touches turns to metal. Well, this seems super bad for the environment. <laughs> yes. How did it, what did it do to worms? There were probably worms in that oh, ground. No. So Megatron picks up the thing, apparently finds a button on it, and then shoots a beam at some trees and turns them into metal too. I don't even know if there was a button or if he just aimed it and it shot out a beam. <laughs> it's very well not explained. It's not explained, let's be honest. Yeah. But he realizes that it de-energizes matter and turns things into metal. And then Megatron gets a terrible, awful, no good idea. Or as Megatron would say, a fantastic idea. But I mean, 
How does de-energizing matter turn it into metal? I don't know. Wouldn't that basically make it turn to dust or something? I don't know. This this show does not have good scientific principles. We know this. That's true. <laughs> so Megatron's fantastic idea is that he's going to turn Earth into the new Cybertron. Like they didn't have like they haven't already tried this like three times before. <laughs> and I'll try it again in um Transformers Devastation, if you mm. want to make this even funnier. Yeah. Yeah. So the Autobots catch wind of this via Teletran. So Teletran informs them that Megatron is 20 miles west of Seattle, Tacoma. Do you mean the airport? Because I guarantee no one refers to Seattle proper as Seattle, Tacoma. They are not. The... No. Just no. And, I mean, no one even refers to the airport like that. They refer to it as SeaTac. Yes. <laughs> And a better question, why does it show Texas and the lower Midwestern United States while we're talking about Seattle? Seattle, now in Texas. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe there's a sister city in Texas now, but that would be so weird. I actually kind of doubt that, because Seattle's named after Chief Seattle. Oh, that's true. So, that's like, true. unlike, you know, all of these other locations that are named after lo locations in, like, Europe or something, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Unless someone decided they really liked Chief Seattle and wanted to make a city in Texas. It just seems unlikely. I know. I know. But life is weird and this is a weird-ass show. So. <laughs> Optimus and a group of Autobots arrive at Megatron's location and a fight ensues. The Stunticons wail on the Autobots. Elsewhere, Silverbolt attempts to talk Slingshot down from his high horse. Uh, now, using reverse psychology and getting them to go back to the Ark. Where they see the fight on Teletran's screen. Slingshot still insists that they're better than humans. Silverbolt takes them into Medbay, just as Sparkplug takes over for Ratchet on repairing Omega Supreme. They marvel that Ratchet needed a break, but Sparkplug is still working. That they owe their lives to the Autobots seems to finally get through to Slingshot. It's like, okay, fine, let's punch shit. Though, on the ethics of that, these are babies, and no one owes their parents for their lives. <laughs> also true. Um, but they do leave to help the Autobots in their fight. Cue rapid clanking as they run out of the room. <laughs> it, flew, it sounds very strange. Yep. At the fight, Optimus says it's only a matter of minutes before Megatron reaches Seattle. Which must be hiding behind the pine tree in their view, because the only thing we see is a smattering of buildings that might be like a factory complex or something. Yeah, and I mean, considering that Seattle is basically at this point kind of a conglomerate of Seattle, and then all its fucking suburbs. Yeah, it's kind of like, I imagine we it would be the same thing with, like, Chicago or yeah. any other large city, where it's just like, okay, but, but are you talking about all of the suburbs around the ginormous city, or are you talking about downtown giant city? Like, what is your definition of this? Yeah. Optimus guns it toward Megatron, only to be T-boned by Motormaster. Optimus transformed and is nearly crushed by the Stunticons before being rescued by Slingshot. The aerial bots all attack the Stunticons, and then Megatron pops up to tell Optimus that his cars will rip his puny planes out of the sky. You know, it's a good thing that we haven't seen hide nor hair of Starscream in these episodes, because I feel like he would take this comment very personally. Starscream's out of spa this week. We're a plane convention. <laughs> With the other two Seekers and the Cohen Heads, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Although, in all seriousness, all I can think is that 
Yes, that's the only way Megatron got away with making new babies. <laughs> because Starscream is not here. <laughs> God, I imagine Starscream came back and was like, What the fuck are these? <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. And then the Stundicons combine into Menasaur. While the Aerialbots combine into Superion. And now it's Combiner versus Combiner, and I think everyone's frustrated. <laughs> Superion's voice sounds awful, though. <laughs> like, no offense to the voice actor, but I don't know why this decision was made. Someone definitely gave themselves a sore throat doing that voice. It's very scratchy and high-pitched and really does not sound like what you would expect a Combiner to sound like compared to all the other ones we've seen. Mm-hmm. Then so much shit happens here that we cannot possibly describe it to you, but we'll give you the highlights. Superion throws Menasaur off a mountain, cliff, whatever. Menasaur goes ass over tea kettle all the way down. He then walks over to a high-rise building, rips the top off, and hits Superion with it. Which causes a rock slide from a nearby mountain. Minasaur then grabs a factory smokestack and is about to beam Superion over the head with it before Omega Supreme arrives who promptly hits Menasaur with it instead. Let's see how you like it, big boy. Megatron orders a retreat as Menasaur cannot handle the combined might of Superion and Omega Supreme. Silverbolt manages to overcome his fear and pursues Megatron, making him drop the key after the plane rams Mr. Angry Metalhead. <laughs> um, Silverbolt then shoots the key and resigns himself to death as he's falling out of the sky. <laughs> buddy, buddy, you're a plain i mean maybe ramming megatron damaged you but you're still a i think it's the plane. fear of heights that he's just like oh, i don't know what to do i don't know though he should still be able to at least glide but okay we'll we're not going i'm not going to argue with this. <laughs> i'm not going to argue with a tv show with a tv show with no speck of scientific knowledge yep. but so Silverbolt is caught by Slingshot and everything is fine. And by caught, we mean he lands on Slingshot ass first. <laughs> Slingshot's decided to be a bicycle today. <laughs> the aerial bicycle. Later, Ironhide and Slingshot apologize to each other and we end with the aerial bots heading back to base. Join us next time for Masquerade, where the Autobots pretend to be Decepticons for once. Everybody just wants to wear a costume. Must much to the Stunticons chagrin. So we have two fanfic wrecks for today. Uh, Els will introduce them as they are her choices. They are wildcard fics, mm -hmm. so they have nothing to do with the episode. But here's some fics I like. Uh, the first one is called Unburied. It is by Alex. It is in the IDW continuity. It is. It doesn't actually have a rating, um, but I would consider it like G to T because it, it's really there's not really much objectionable in there. It is Jen, there are no pairings, our characters are Megatron. In summary, sometimes Megatron struggles to stay above ground when the whole world wants to bury him. And it is a continuation of Confined Spaces, which is another series that I recommended a couple of times. And the second one is called Technical Difficulties by CC underscore Nota. It's in the IDW continuity. It is T, it is Slash. Our pairing is uh, Drift and Ratchet. Our characters are Ratchet, Drift, Rodimus, Perceptor, Smokescreen, Skids, Ambulon, Hoist, Ultra Magnus, Brainstorm, basically a lot of the characters off of the Lost Light. Mm -hmm. And in summary, the Lost Light heads off to investigate a lead from an incredibly unreliable source, ending in total disaster. Except that it hasn't ended. 
This is a good one, guys. It's a very good one. Like, highly recommend. Um, uh, it's basically Groundhog Day, but with Ratchet. <laughs> and the Lost Light and all of... All of that that all of that entails. It's yes. very good. Highly recommend. It's multi-chapter, but it is complete. Go read it. It's mm -hmm. fantastic. Mm -hmm. And that just about wraps it up for us today. Remember to check us out on Tumblr or Pillowport as AfterSpark-Podcast for any additional information, show notes, or links we may have mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterSparkPod, all one word, and various other locations by searching for AfterSpark Podcasts, such as AO3, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, just to name a few. And feel free to send us questions on Tumblr, YouTube, or AO3. Till next time, I'm Specs. And I'm Alice. Toodles. Bye.